Welcome to Leadership Speaking Radio. This is episode number 45. Our topic today is unmasking confidence. I'm your host, Dr. Laura Penn, speaking arts and leadership communication expert and founder of the Leadership Speaking School. Based in Switzerland and traveling the world, I transform leaders and teams into authentic communicators of the digital age, empowering them to speak with impact, authenticity, and human connection to any audience, anytime. To find out more about my work, I welcome you to visit my website at www.theleadershipspeakingschool.com. That's all one word, Leadership Speaking School. So now let's get straight into our topic, unmasking confidence. Folks, this is a topic that has been top of mind for quite some time because you see a lot of the people that inquire about working with me, whether they are leaders, whether they are managing a team, whether they are procurement or HR managers looking around and and searching for a suitable program. One thing that is top of mind for a lot of these people is the word confidence. It shows up when I ask a leader, what are you looking to improve right now? What is a development need that you have related to communication with your team, your peers, and your customers? And I'd say nine times out of 10, I hear the word confidence. And in a sentence, I hear, I want to be more confident. I want to appear more confident. I want to feel more confident. So this word has been prickling me for a while, and I thought it would be appropriate to really unpack it here in this episode today and take a real deep look at what we mean by this term and what it looks like if you apply the craft of leadership speaking. So as with all of my episodes, I love to look up the word of the day. And of course, you guessed it, the word of the day is confidence. And according to the Oxford Languages Online Dictionary, this word confidence is a noun, and it means the feeling or the belief that one can have faith in or rely on someone or something. There's a little extra here, too. It also means the state of feeling certain about the truth of something. So you'll hear me use this word confidence over and over again today, and now we all know what it means. Let's unpack it related to confidence and speaking. What does that look like? What does a confident speaker look like when they stand up from their chair to walk to their speaking position? What does a confident speaker look like when they arrive at their speaking position and they are looking out at their audience? How does a confident speaker sound the moment they open their mouth? And what is a confident speaker doing with their body when they are speaking? This is how we need to understand confidence. And I think a lot of this work goes into understanding presence. And if you haven't understood what presence is, I invite you all to go back to episode 41, where I nerd out on the topic of presence, 
and I describe Patsy Rodenberg's three circles of energy because I think she has the best way to describe this nebulous idea of presence. That presence has three circles, this is a quick Cliff Notes version, that presence is the energy around us, that presence in these three circles exists in all of us, but we tend to have one of these circles that we do more of. It's our presence home. And the first circle of presence is the presence of withdrawal. It's internal. It's focused inside rather than outside. It's detached and disconnected. Think someone standing in front of you with their feet very close together and their hands and arms withdrawn behind them or in front of them. That's the first circle of presence. The third circle of presence is the presence of push and bluff. This is the circle where you see people being larger than themselves, spraying their energy out at their audiences with unfocused effort. So they don't know who they're talking to, they might not even know what they're talking about. It's just energy everywhere, and it has no focus. The second circle of presence is the circle of connection. This focused energy, this connected energy, the person in this presence is connected to themselves from the inside out, and therefore they can connect with the audience. They can see the audience. They are sensing. They're awake. They're aware. And that audience serves them back their presence, and it becomes a two-way street. So I think that it's really useful to think about presence in the context of thinking about confidence. And in fact, it might even make sense to replace the word confidence with presence. Hmm. But let's get a little more detailed. I'd like to have you imagine what it looks like when people don't have confidence. Are you ready to go there? So this is that checked out version of presence that I was briefly describing. Someone who doesn't have confidence takes the air out of the room. They are invisible. They are not sensed as being there. We equate their energy of confidence slash presence to not being taken seriously. They are not credible. They disappear this is what I'd say confidence looks like when you don't have it. And then there's the opposite of that. And I already talked about the third circle. Imagine now a person coming into a room in the third circle of this expansive, sprayed energy. And a lot of people, I believe, think that that is confidence. That kind of, you know, puff yourself up, make yourself look larger than life, that that represents confidence. But I'm going to challenge that, and I'm going to say that that is not confidence. That is a mask. That is a mask hiding what is tender and sensitive behind the mask. I was looking at LinkedIn, which I do a lot since I'm totally a LinkedIn nerd, and if we're not connected on LinkedIn or if you're not following me, I suggest you do one of one of the two, <laughs> because there's a lot of great content out there that I share. So look me up at Laura Penn, PhD. That's how you'll find me on LinkedIn. Anyway, I was looking at LinkedIn not too long ago, and I was just, you know, doing a little bit of LinkedIn surfing. And I saw the profile of a woman who had a gigantic smile and big pink lipstick on and, you know, eyes blazing and pink background for her headshot. And I thought, oh my, let me see what this is all about. And I went in a little further and I saw a video of her. And the video was similar to 
the photo of her, it was all push. It was larger than life. And unfortunately for her, her video was all a headshot. It wasn't even, you know, the body shot or the belly button shot, as I like to call it, where you see the body from the belly button up, which is my preferred way to show the body online and on video because you can see what the arms and hands are saying. Anyway, it was a headshot, so everything was just gigantic head pulsating words at you. And I thought, OMG, this is the example of what overconfidence looks like. This is an example of the third circle. This is where it's a mask, it's pretend. And because I can read energy so intensely, it's one of my superpowers, I was looking at her eyes. And what was fascinating to me was that despite all the noise that was coming out from her micro gestures on her face and the noise coming out of her mouth, her words, her eyes, there was nobody home behind them. The lights were off. It was kind of freaky, actually, because... It it was a lack of congruence. So much was happening in the lower part of her face, but nothing, not enough, was happening in the, the top part of her face, and they don't match. And when that doesn't match, it means the person is wearing a mask. There's something hidden there that you don't have access to. And this is my work. This is this is what I do. I, I take off masks. <laughs> I take off masks so we can see you for who you are underneath, because we want to know you. We want to know you. When we really see you, you heard me say, we connect with you. And when we don't see you, we disengage. Or we might be fooled in this bluff. We might think that you're being confident. But there's something about this experience that doesn't quite feel right. And I think there's a a lot of kind of mental overriding that goes on. When people see speakers like this that come out all guns blazing, there's something that's tricked in them. Right? There's an illusion that this is the way that confidence looks, but it doesn't quite feel right. Do you hear me? Has this happened to you? Have you seen speakers like this and you're like, oh, wow, this is such an incredible, confident person. But inside you're thinking, but wait a minute, something's wrong with this. Something's wrong with this picture. Anyway, I feel that all the time and you can't fool me. (laughs) You can try, but I can see through that. And That, for me, is a really good example of what overconfidence or third circle looks like. It's not true confidence. It isn't. It's fake. It's a mask. It's not real. Yeah, and I didn't say this when I talked about the first circle, but I'd say that in the first circle where a person is withdrawn and not showing confidence, or there's a lack of confidence, that's also a mask. That mask is hiding that sensitive person underneath. That preciousness is covered up, and that person is trying to be invisible and not noticed at all. So what is confidence? Let's take it back to the second circle. Let's take it back to that place of neutrality, of feet on solid ground, of knowing where your body is in space and time, of being well-prepared and ready to speak, to communicate, to connect, of getting up breathing, Walking like a cool breeze coming in from an open window on a summer's day. Of arriving at the speaking position and looking out at the audience, not starting to speak right away. This is a sign of mask wearers or amateur speakers. They'll start speaking immediately. Their nervousness leaks out. A person who is confident, a.k.a. in second circle, will take their time before they open their mouth to read the room first to sense everyone else, 
And that is confidence. If you've seen this happen, you, you know, you've watched somebody not speaking before they get on. They're just looking at you. And there's sort of a collective breath holding of, oh, did the person forget their line? <laughs> did they forget what they were going to say? Or is this person just brave enough to be taking a moment? That's confidence. And when they are speaking, ladies and gentlemen, this person that I'm describing, the words come out unforced. The words have breath in them. Breath is your power. They know how to breathe through every word they say. They know how to make the words come alive. They've opened up the words to reveal their meaning, and that meaning is touching you on a visceral level. Confidence. And that, at least for me, is how I interpret it. When people come to me saying, I want to be more confident, the work that needs to be done is we need to work on your presence. We need to help you understand that there are different types of presence and which one is your presence home. Where are you comfortable the most? What mask do you like to put on, right? Not liking in a preferred mask, but liking in a habitual mask. What is your habit? And what does it feel like to embody the second circle? That's the craft. That's the work. And I love it. I love going there and really jumping in to the depth of that and, and waking people up to their potential of what they're capable of when it comes to showing up in their confidence. So that's really what's top of mind for me right now about confidence a few other thoughts about it are, you know who really shows up in confidence the best, I think, as examples? Animals. Animals are always present. And if we're saying that confidence is presence, presence is confident, animals are always confident. Right? Unless they're trouble. <laughs> they're troubled animals or they're uh, animals that have suffered, there's a confidence, there's a presence there. They're awake, they're ready, they are available, they're on. Children also have this. Young children, under the age of five. There's a confidence, a.k.a. presence there, that is awake, switched on. It's the animal. It's the animal in us that is switched on. We are there in the room, ready. That's what presence, a.k.a. confidence, is, in my opinion. What do you think? What are your thoughts about this? Everyone has a, a kind of different interpretation of confidence, but, you know, this for me is, is what I'd consider the nuts and bolts. And another example was I was watching one of my trashy <laughs> reality TV shows that I watched to unwind after a long day at work. And actually, this one isn't very trashy. It's Glow Up you know, the makeup artists that do amazing miracles with makeup. And there was an episode where the makeup artist contestants, they had to make up the faces of performers for Cirque du Soleil. And if you don't know about Cirque du Soleil, it's like the only circus in the world without animals. It's, it's extraordinary. Anytime they come to town, I'm the first person in line to buy a ticket. It's extraordinary creativity and artistry in everything that is done. And they're known for, you know, incredible makeup and costumes, and they even make up their own languages. I mean, it's just beautiful. Anyway, I digress slightly. Members of the Cirque du Soleil troupe were in the makeup chair. They were in Las Vegas, and these glow-up contestants had to make their faces up. And 
you know, that was interesting in and of itself. But what stood out to me was the presence of the performers sitting down in those makeup chairs, having their faces done up. There was something about their absolute deep state of presence, a.k.a. confidence, that came jumping out at me. They were just sitting there in harmony, calm, cool, collected, present, confident. And it was just the right amount of confidence. They were sitting, they knew what they had to do. They knew what they had to do that night on stage performing. They were ready. They were prepared. They were positioned to get it done because they had done the work to prepare for it. So I think the lesson there, as an example, is that confidence, well, that's what confidence can look like, but confidence is about preparation as well. Confidence is about being ready enough, feeling like you know your stuff enough to not have that nervous anxiety take over. Confidence is about being at the right time, at the right place with what you are supposed to be doing and being ready to serve and deliver it with everything you've got. So there you are, some musings on confidence and what it looks like and what presence means related to confidence. It's the craft of learning how to work inside of presence that brings you confidence. So, wow, I'm starting to get word salad coming out of my mouth. I think it's time to stop. I hope you've gotten the big idea from this podcast episode, which is that confidence is a big part of what it takes to show up in your integrity as a communicator. And the actual act of getting good at it is about understanding presence and knowing how presence works and what to do about it. That is the big idea, and I hope that you took that away from listening. So that's all for now. I hope that you've got some good takeaways and that you understand confidence a little bit more clearly. I hope I didn't confuse you. And I hope that I give you some insights that are useful for you to think about and even to implement. So let me leave you with that. And I look forward to the next time that I talk to you. Until then, take care of yourself, take care of others, and I'll talk to you next time.